to live in our day, to see what we're seeing, and to know what we know. My Isaiah would have loved to have been here. Amen. Jeremiah would have loved to have been here. Elijah would have thundered from pulpits so loud they would have thought the earth had quaked to live in this day. Amen. They prophesied of it. They longed to look into it. But it was a closed book to them. It's an open book to us. And we're seeing more than any other generation has ever seen. And a voice spoke to Ezekiel and said, Son of man, can these bones live again? Oh, that's what I'm asking you tonight. Can our holiness churches have a demonstration of the spirit and the power back in them again? Can our sick still come amen, to our churches and find deliverance? Amen. Through the power of the stripes that was laid upon Jesus' back. Oh, I know we don't like that doctrine, but it's in the Bible anyhow. Amen. Cast our hope. Amen. That our sinner friends can come and walk through the doors and say, I've either got to get in or get out. The Spirit's too glorious and too powerful. There was a day, neighbor, when the sinners could not come and sleep on our pews like they do today because we have life in us. I think one of the greatest disappointments is to invite a sinner from the congregation of the dead and take him to the church where the church is dead. Oh, what a disappointment. And I want to tell you, so it is in life. When you're going to heaven, amen, don't fly so low that the world has an attraction and a pull on you. If you are flying, come on here. Amen, to where the pleasures of this world are pulling at you. Amen, you're flying too low. You need to get up higher. Amen, fly high, children. Hello, this is your host, Brother Dylan. Thank you for tuning in to the Holiness Preaching Online podcast. We pray that the sermon that is about to play encourages your heart, puts a fire down in your soul, and strengthens your walk with God. Thank you for tuning in to Holiness Preaching Online. Now enjoy. God bless. of Philistines was cropping up here and cropping up there, cropping up in the valley of Elah, cropping up in the valley of Rephaim but it didn't matter to the men of God. They said this is our ground these are our families and you can't have them over my dead body I'm going to be faithful to my inheritance I'm going to be faithful to what God has given to me he slew 800 men 
That's somebody with some guts. Intestinal fortitude. For those of you who don't like the word guts. Intestinal fortitude. I'm I'm not the most polished preacher here tonight. I can tell you that. But I'm going to tell you. It's going to take more than polish to make it through this battle. It's going to take more than a shiny sword. It's going to take a sword that's covered in blood. It's going to take somebody with the armor of the Lord that doesn't care what comes their way. 800 men at one time. And after him was Eleazar, the Ahohite. The Bible says he was one of David's three mighty men. And they defied the Philistines and were there gathered together to battle. And the Bible says with with Eleazar that the men of Israel were gone away. Have you ever felt uh, found yourself in a warfare, in a battle? Maybe it was on your knees. Maybe with it with, with a phone call. Maybe with some bad news, like we've got this week. And it seems like the men of Israel have gone away. How many's glad this week that Brother Cody had some men to gather around him and your pastor had some men to gather I appreciate the preachers that are in the house tonight gathered around this man of God can I say that before I hit the road I said can I say that I appreciate the men of God that will come by on a Friday night of revival service and stand with the man of God but Eleazar he said it doesn't matter if I've got men around me it doesn't matter if I'm the last one standing in the bean patch when the dust settles my hand will still be on the sword when the dust settles I may be wounded but I will be the last man standing I will be the victor and it's not because of who I am but it's because greater is he that's within me than he that is in this world Oh, lift your hands to the Lord here tonight. Ask Him to help us. It's a good fight, Pastor. It's a good fight. You ever fought a fight that felt like it was fixed already? Felt like the odds were against you? I want you to understand the devil knows what that feels like. The devil knows. Some of y'all get that on the way to the house. The devil knows what it feels like to fight a fight that's already been fixed. Do you understand that it's not, and I'm not playing devil's advocate tonight, but I'd like to have a little fun. You know the devil catches a lot of flack and a lot of blame that's not due his unholy name. Do you understand that? He catches a lot of flack. But you've also got to understand he's been fighting, Sister Shay, the people of God for over 6,000 years. And there have been times he's won some skirmishes. He might have even won some battles. But he knows that in the end the war has already been won. The finish has already been decided. I said the finish has already been decided. It's just up to you and I to make up our mind that we're going to hold our part of the line. I said we've got to hold our part of the line. Eleazar arose and
provoke the Philistines. He wasn't going to lay down. He wasn't going to crawl away under the dark of night. He wasn't going to slink away amidst the brush underground. Oh no. The Bible says that he arose and he smote the Philistines until his hand it was weary. And I feel like I'm preaching to some preachers tonight and some church folks. I feel like there have been times, Pastor, that you smoked the Philistines and you felt strong and you knew you were standing, but there came a time that your hand got weary, but I never laid down the sword. I never set down the sword. I made up my mind. I'm going to fight for what I believe in. I'm cleaving to the sword. I might be wounded, but I'm not going down without the sword. I might die in this battle, but I'm not going down without the sword. And if I win, I'm not going to win without the sword in my hand. Hallelujah. I'm trying. He arose. He didn't slink away in the dark. You know how many folks that's what they do? Sitting on the church pew one Sunday and the next Sunday they're out and you don't see them again. It's got to be too much for them. (laughs) I'm not your pastor here tonight, but I did come to stir you up against your adversary. And let you know that this good fight that we're fighting, when we get to the other side of it, it's going to be worth it to see a trail of Philistines behind you laying in the dirt. Hallelujah. Eleazar, his hand clave to the sword. After him, wow, preacher, that was that, that's unbelievable what he did. After everybody fled and he stayed and clave to the sword. But after him was Shammah and the Philistines gathered together in a troop. How many knows when it rains, it pours. And there was a piece of ground full of lentils, a pea patch, a field of beans. And again we find that the people of God did exactly what they did to Eleazar when Shema said, you know what? This bean field is worth it. I said, this bean field is worth it. The Bible says the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood. In verse 12 it says, in the midst of the ground. He wasn't hiding behind a tree somewhere. He wasn't off hiding behind the corner fence post or behind a landmark. He stood in the midst of the ground and he defended it. Come here, Pastor. Come here, Pastor. Can I, I don't mean to impose on you here tonight. I believe this man of God right here He's not just one that hides back in that office. I I come to preach for the pastor here tonight. He's not a man that hides back in that office when the warfare is going. I ain't pinning no flowers on TD here tonight. you got to understand, I believe some of you are beginning to see the man that stands behind that pulpit. He's not somebody just going to hide in that office or hide up on that pew. You know what I saw last night? I saw the man of God. 
standing in the middle of the field defending against every adversary. I've seen him praying with these young men in the middle of the field. I saw him over here on the bench praying with some young ladies and defending what God has given him. I say that's what it's going to take. Defend what God has given us. My Lord, stand up with a backbone and say enough is enough. It belongs to me and I'm going to defend it. Laying in that hospital feels like got the fight knocked out of you. Anybody ever been there? Kicked in the gut at 4 o'clock in the afternoon after you felt like you was riding high. Anybody ever been there? I'm preaching to you, Brother Cody. I know you're probably watching. I know he's been there. But it ain't the size of the dog in the fight. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I I don't want to be out of the way here. He stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and wrought a great victory. He stood his ground and he defended what was given to him. Why did he defend it? It was most likely because it was a part of his property. It was a part of his inheritance. We see men in the Old Testament uh, that they were so faithful to their inheritance. Uh, One man by the name of Naboth, uh, he said, you can't have uh, that vineyard. Uh, You can't have uh, that piece of property. It's been in my family for years. Uh, Devil, you can't have uh, the Pentecostal heritage uh, and the flow of the wine in my family. Uh, I said you can't have I know he comes to attack every generation my friend I said he comes to attack every generation it's not just the grandpas and the grandmas that have won victories in time past it's not just the moms and dads but there's young folks in this building tonight you are coming under attack but I want you to know there's a man of God there's a pastor in your church there's a pastor of the Sterlington Holiness Tabernacle he says bless God those are my families those are my marriages those are my kids this is my church and this is my harvest and I'm here to defend it and when the dust settles by the grace of God I might be the last man standing but here I'll be faithful to what God has called me to do in this hour your hands to the Lord. Ask him to help us tonight. I don't know if Shammah got wounded. I don't know if Eleazar got wounded while cleaving to the sword. I've seen men of God that claved to the sword and they was wounded. But you know what? I never saw a real man of God take up the sword that the wounds that he received were not self-defense wounds. God help us to never be found 
laying in the battlefield, shot in the back. Notice the armor of the Lord, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes, the preparation of the gospel of peace, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. There's no armor protecting that man's back because God has no intention for God's people turning and going to retreat. He also has no intention of allowing the enemy to fetch a compass behind you and attack you from behind. Without we're fightings, within we're fears. How many has been fearful the last little while? I don't know what's going to go on with my 401k. I don't know what's going to go on in the, in the country, gas prices. I worry about gas prices a little bit. But my wife said, at least we weren't paying $5, and I think most I ever paid was like five forty-nine a gallon last year. Thank God I'm not paying that. But how many sometimes gets fearful of what's going on? And we say, God, I, can we just be real here tonight? There's times that's where we are. I said, that's where we are. It's not a sin to be fearful sometimes. It is a sin to allow the spirit of fear to manipulate you into laying down your sword and turning your back on the bean field and walking away and laying down the I don't know if Shammah was wounded, but I believe if he was, it was self-defense wounds. No doubt, a Dino with one spear, 800 men. You can't tell me that there was some part of him that was afraid. My friend, there's a certain healthy element about fear. It keeps you from doing dumb stuff because you know if I do that, it's going to hurt. If I do that, it's going to have a consequence. And I don't want to live through that consequence. But on the spiritual side of it, when the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear in the physical realm, that fear will keep you in check from doing something stupid can I say stupid tonight that's how I feel I said that's how I feel when the spirit of fear comes to attack the people of God and he's trying to keep us in check I said he's trying to keep us from moving forward and anxiety begins to build up on the inside fear on the inside I don't want to show it to my adversary I don't want the devil to know that I'm afraid but I'm not against coming to the house of God and laying my fear on the altar and saying oh God there's times I'm scared I don't know what the future holds but I know who's got plans for my life I know if there's going to be a warfare there's going to be a victory I said if there's a warfare there's going to be a victory I'm strained but I'm still struggling in the fight I'm not giving up. I'm not walking away. I might be fearful, but I'm still fighting the good fight. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I heard him say, I know the plans that I have for you. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. That causes me 
no matter what's coming against me to square my shoulders, say, you know what? My hand is weary from cleaving to the sword, but my heart is willing to keep pushing on. My body seems to be wearing out, but my heart and my spirit are yet strong within me. We got anybody that's where you are tonight? Oh, I pray the Lord would heal somebody in this service tonight, give you a little more strength to keep fighting. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody just lift a hand and say a prayer for Brother Cody. Ah, he's on my heart tonight. I said, he's on my heart tonight. I know there's some anxiety there. I know there's some fear there. But I also know there's a fight in that family. I said, I know there's some fight left in that 20-something-year-old preacher that says, I'll be behind that pulpit again. I'll stand in front of those young folks again. I'll preach you. Is this all right tonight? I'll preach youth camp again. You keep on fighting, Brother Cody. There's a church right here on Highway 2. You're not going to find us fleeing from the bean field. You're not going to find us running away when you're holding to the sword. I said, you're not going to, you're going to find it. We got you back, Cody. I said, we got you back, family. Thank God that God is bringing the victory. Thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ Jesus. My hand gets weary, but my heart is still willing. My hand gets weary and tired, but my heart says warfare. I've got to fight the good fight. I know in whom I have believed. I know that God will make a way somehow. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he says in our text, we are troubled on every side, weary, tired, in our flesh at times don't feel like I can move forward our flesh had no rest (laughs) anybody been there we were troubled on every side but we read further we find again Paul writes to the Corinthian church in chapter 4 and he says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Notice they didn't brag on Adino. They didn't brag on Eleazar. I think we ought to give honor to whom honor is due, but in the, in the end we're going to be bragging on the Lord, aren't we? They didn't, they didn't say, man, what a man of valor. We look at him in these days and times we say, man, what, that was a man's man. But you've got to understand the testimony that's written in 2 Samuel. It said, Eleazar claved to the sword, but the Lord wrought the victory. Here we are again tonight in the service like we were last night, recognizing and realizing it's still all about the Lord. 
It's still all about Jesus. It's still all about the captain. He said that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And the next verse says we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. There's times we look on this front and we see fear. We look on that front and we see the attack of the spirit of discouragement on the pew the spirit of discouragement attacking the pulpit pastor you're not alone in the attack the pastors that are standing for God the pastors that are standing for Pentecost that are holding the holiness line they are coming under attack but I read that the Philistines came together in a troop and they thought they could overwhelm one man. They thought they could overcome one man. But I want you to hear me tonight. A successful army is the army that fights collectively as one unit. I said we're not fighting each other across the aisle, but we're in unity. We're looking for the chink in the armor, and instead of pointing it out, we're putting a plug in it and saying, there, devil, you lost one more chance to do damage to the church. The successful army is the one that fights together. And I say with outer fightings and with inner fears. But come on. Let's rise up and let's keep fighting. And let's win for the glory of God and for the sake of the church in this hour. Davy Crockett left his home in Tennessee knowing that he may never return. He wrote a farewell poem to his family. The home I forsake where my offspring arose. The graves I forsake where my children repose. The home I redeemed from the savage and wild. The home I have loved as a father his child. The corn that I planted, the fields that I cleared, the flocks that I raised, and the cabin I reared, the wife of my bosom, farewell to ye all. In the land of the stranger, I rise or I fall. Is there anybody with that kind of an attitude that says, though he slay me, though I rise or I fall? Have we got an Esther in the building? That would say, if I perish, I perish. But I will perish on my knees, crying out and fighting for my people. Is there anybody in the Sterlington Tabernacle tonight that'll say, if it's to be this way, devil, you'll find us on our knees fighting for our church, fighting for our families. Prairie View fighting for our church fighting for what belongs to us fighting for our homes in time Davy Crockett lost his life he was standing and defending the Alamo in Texas but the cry that came forth remember the Alamo it swept the plains and caused men to stand and fight for the state of Texas until Texas was free because a few good men stood and defended 
defended what belonged to them. They were fighting flesh and blood. But tonight our enemies are not people and our weapons are not carnal. In Texas, they cried, remember the Alamo. They tried to do something that would make a rallying point for their troops and keep everybody on the same page and keep everybody encouraged. In Texas, they said, remember the Alamo. But here in Sterlington, I'd like for us to rally together and say, remember the tabernacle. Remember where God put us. Remember where God planted us. And come hell or high water, we'll stand and defend what belongs to us. Oh yeah, I see on the horizon more trials, more battles, more giants. I see the old Philistine coming. But as I told you, I promised the Lord to the last Philistine, I'd make him a soldier if he just signed me up. I promised the Lord. I told him it'd be all right, Lord. I know you're standing with me. I know my hand is cleaving to the sword. But when the dust settles, I'll be able to say we were perplexed. We were cast down. But we weren't forsaken. Because nevertheless, God was on our side in the end. Stand with me all over the house. Come on, you better lift your hands and mind the Holy Ghost tonight. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on, church. Did you hear what the Holy Ghost said? He said, if you will fight for me, I will fight for you. Hallelujah. Do you believe it tonight? I said, do you believe it? Come on, lift your hands all over the building tonight and make your commitment to the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Do you believe it tonight? Praise God. The Lord just quickened this verse to me and I need to share it to you. I want you to get your sword. Come on, get your sword. You don't have a physical one. If, you're, if you've got a smart sword, I understand. That's fine. But get your sword tonight. The Holy Ghost said, I will fight for you if you'll fight for me. Isaiah chapter 49 Verse number 24. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? See, the devil thinks he's got every right to take us captive. But verse number 25 says, But thus saith the Lord, Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him. That contendeth with thee. Somebody better hear this. And I will save thy children. 
receive that tonight? Sister Whitaker? He said, I will contend. Somebody needs to get a hold of that. I will contend with him that contendeth with thee. That word contend is not just a, a, a light kind of warfare. That kind of warfare is not just a, not just kind of a, a hand-to-hand combat. But it says in the Hebrew, an opponent and an adversary, literally, he will contend as a man that is contentious or a man who will strive. Have you ever seen the Lord strive on somebody's behalf? Have you ever seen God fight for somebody on their behalf? I want to remind us, it says, nevertheless, God. Nevertheless, God. That word nevertheless, it means be that as it may. God is still for us. Having said all of that, God is still for us. After all of that, God is still for us. Is there anybody at the tabernacle tonight you'd like to make your way to the front and say, Lord, I've heard your word. You said if I would fight for you, that you would fight for me. And here I am. Sign me up. I'm here, Lord, to show you my hand is weary, but I'm still cleaving to the sword. Come on, church. Come on, church. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm waiting on somebody else to move, preacher. What if Shama would have waited on somebody else to stand? What if... What if Adino would have waited on somebody else to take on 800 Philistines? <laughs> what if Shammah would have waited for somebody else to stand in the bean field? If Shammah wouldn't have stood, nobody would have. I said if Adino wouldn't have stood, nobody would have. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. But I believe there's a church here tonight that says I'm going to stand for what I believe. I've got my foot on the rock. I'm planted in a firm place. My mind is made up. I'm not going back. Go back to what? Quit for what? I'm staying with the Lord. I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm fearful of the future. But that's not going to stop me from picking up the sword. I'm not sure what's going to happen tomorrow. But you can count on me, Lord. When the sun comes up, I'm going to have my spear. I'm going to lift my spear right here. And when the sun comes up, I'm going to have my sword, dear Lord, until the sun goes down. Lord, you can count on me to pick up the staff when the Philistine is in my path. I'm going to stand. When the sun comes up, I'm going to stand. When the sun goes down, I'll still be standing. And the next morning, you gave us a promise. By the time that the sun gets hot, you shall have help. I said, you shall have help from the Lord. Come on, we're going to sing and pray around here. Hallelujah. Lay your hand on your neighbor. Say, I feel like fighting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. The Holy Ghost has spoke. The Holy Ghost has spoke. Hallelujah. 
We're going to sing and we're going to pray. Praise God. Well, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Are you on the battlefield oh, yes, tonight? I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Well, I promise him that I'm always serving till I die. I'm on the battlefield. Come on, fight for your family. Fight for your children. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Fight for your faith. Yes, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Come on, you may be filled with fear. The devil may be intimidating you, manipulating you. Fight tonight. Put the sword in your hand. Well, I was a lonely idol. I was a sinner too. I heard a voice from heaven saying, for his word they do. I took my master's hand and I joined that heavenly man. Come on, lay your hand on your neighbor. Let's pray for one another Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Holiness Preaching Online podcast. We pray that the sermon that you listen to carries your heart. We pray that God continues to bless you and strengthens you. If you'd like to hear more good Holiness Preaching, go to our website, www.holinesspreaching.org. You can also visit our podcast website, hboministries.org, where you'll find more information about our podcast ministry. We thank you for your time and your dedication. May God continue to bless you. Take care. God bless.